0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will desire the things of this world, and the more naturally it will be to simplify our lives and to hear His voice above all the noise of this world. So I am recording my podcast from a brand new location. You're going to hear all about why I'm in a new location actually in this episode, and I'm going to be talking about everything I learned this week in our huge decluttering project Yes, the Simply Living For Him lady had a big clutter problem this week, and so I am going to keep it real and talk to you about what went on in our house this week and how we got through it and the lessons that I learned from decluttering this week. And I'm telling you, I'm talking not just a little decluttering We're talking like my garage is full of garbage bags. So we'll get to that in a second. Before I start, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian resource publisher. They have amazing resources for curriculum if you're a homeschooler, and they also have lots of encouraging resources for any Christian family. So please check them out at apologia.com. I'm really excited. I just received my um, health and nutrition curriculum that we're going to be using for high school this year. It's brand new and and it is so good. I am so excited about it. So I just want to let you know about that. And also I'll be speaking in August at the Family Bible Conference in Washington, DC, which I'm really excited about. And Right now, I have a discount. If you are interested in coming to the conference, it's a 40% off full price discount only until June 30th using the code KAREN. So go over to the webpage for this podcast and you can find all the information and the links there to go ahead and register. Um, But what the conference is all about is really... um, teaching our families to stand on the rock of the Bible, right? And let um, generations come to come know that um, we are standing on his word and we are passing that down to the next generation. So there'll be over 30 sessions from speakers like Joel Beek, Dr. Carlton McLeod, Kevin Swanson, Mike Snavely, and myself. Um, And there's also what's really cool about this conference is you can go to the conference, and they're also working in conjunction with the Museum of the Bible for discounted priority admission, as well as um, hosting affordable Christian tours of key historical sites around Washington, D.C. So I know my family is really excited to visit Washington, D.C. in August because we have not yet been as a family. So I am super excited for this conference. So go over and check it out on Simply Living for Him. You can find all the information. So um, before we get started... Well, I guess we are getting started because I'm going to tell you <laughs> what we went through in the past couple of days here, and I'm just cracking up because we had a huge clutter decluttering situation this week, and so I sort of posted about it a little bit on Instagram on Simp living for him, and actually I post a little blog post about it today. Um, But I wanted to get into on this episode a lot more than I could actually write on Instagram or in a blog post and, and really talk about the decluttering and that whole thing, you know, materially the decluttering, but then about the lessons I learned through this whole process, which a lot of them were spiritual lessons. And so I've just been thinking a lot about it. So let me just tell you before I tell you the lessons I learned, let me give you um, a little backstory on what happened and why we were decluttering. So you guys know we moved to our home a couple of years ago, our little hobby farm out here in the country, and we love it. And when we moved into this house, it was brand new, which was a huge blessing. Um, It hadn't been lived in before. However, the property itself has been here a long time. There was a house on this property that dated back to the 1700s. And that house burned down about 10 years ago or so. And um, what happened was there was an older woman living in that home and her son was living across the street. And when the house burned down, he decided they were going to build, rebuild a new home here and he would live upstairs instead of across the street and he would take care of his mom and she would live downstairs. And so they built that house with every intention of him living upstairs and her downstairs. But for whatever reason, they ended up not living here. And so it was a great blessing for us to get the house brand new. Now, because he was planning on living upstairs the house was a little bit quirky, (laughs) which is why I think we got it for such a great deal and nobody else wanted it. And we were like, we'll take it. I mean, we just wanted this house basically because of the property. As you guys have seen pictures, the property is beautiful. The views are beautiful. um, And we love that. But the house itself was a little quirky. So the reason being was since he was planning on living upstairs and she was going to be downstairs, um, they had this home built, you know from the, from scratch. And it was actually a modular home. And so they redid the plans to make the upstairs almost like an apartment for this man to live. And so our upstairs in our home, where we all sleep, where all of our bedrooms are, is actually a little bit kind of we restructured things when we decided we were going to buy the home and we didn't want an apartment upstairs and a, and a regular downstairs. We sort of tried to make it go back to, you know, bedrooms up here. So we kind of redid everything. The one bedroom that was intended to be a bedroom downstairs, we turned that into a den and we made upstairs the three bedrooms in which we sleep. So now Steve and I, our bedroom is a regular bedroom. It was supposed to be a bedroom, <laughs> but my daughter and my sons, the three of the boys share a room and grace, she has her own room. Those rooms are <clears throat> actually weren't intended to be bedrooms. So, um, when he was planning on, you know, buying uh living up here, there were, it, it's, it was more set up for living space. So there are two different areas that are very large. Let's put it that way. So anyway, the boys, their room is so big for the three of them. Like people are always like, oh, is it hard for them to share? I'm like, oh my goodness, their room is enormous. So that was fine. But then Grace's room was really quirky. Her room was set between the boys and a and hallway in our room. So In order to get to the boys' room, you had to walk through her room because her room was actually kind of like the living area. When we first moved in, there was actually a kitchenette in it and a little office and then a living space. And so we turned it into her bedroom with telling her, the only problem is you're going to have the boys walking through to get to your room. And so that was fine at the time being because she was getting this amazing space. She was getting an office there was literally a little kitchenette in her room, which we did take out the fridge and we took out the sink. There was, well, no, she has, there is still a sink, but there was a whole kitchen area that we actually took out, um, to make it more, you know, of a bedroom and not a, not a little kitchenette. So <clears throat> anyway, she was fine with that back then because, Hey, you know, what other teenage girl gets to have that? So, over the years, you know, I think as she's grown, it's been getting a little old having the boys walk through her room. And not that the boys really are in their room that often, so it wasn't too big of a deal, but still, it wasn't like she had this private place, right? Her room was still kind of on the open. So long story short, we decided that we were we were talking about changing the rooms. We were saying, what would happen if we changed the boys' room um, and and Grace's room? Because the boys kind of were wanting the office section because Grace wasn't using the office. We were all jealous of this little office that's part of her room. There's like this whole little um, dormer that's filled with a a built-in desk and file cabinets. It's really cool. And in a window seat, it's beautiful. So she wasn't really using that space. And so the boys were kind of saying, well, we would like that because we would use the office and you know, we could see using that space. And we don't really mind if Grace has to walk through our room to get to hers. And at this point in Grace's life, she's going to be an adult this year. She's going to be 18 in March. So I'm like, you know what? She should have a little more privacy. And even though the boys' room for the three of them was great big, (laughs) and it was going to be enormous for just one person, um, it's just a great big open space. Like, it's huge. And so even though that was you know, going to be big, obviously it appealed to her and I thought, you know, it's better for her to have that space. So on Monday they said, let's just see what it would look like if we change the beds. Let's, let's move the beds and just make sure that they fit properly and that it would work. So I said, okay, we can do that. We can move the beds. Well, five hours later, we weren't just moving the beds. We were knee deep in stuff. Okay. Like knee deep. I'm talking about not being able to see the floor, mattresses in my hallway. Um, just, I can't eat. I, I literally can't describe it. And I even said to Steve, cause he wasn't here to witness any of this. He was out working that day at client. I said to him, I could never in my lifetime really explain to you what went on here that day. So I'm telling you, There was so much stuff. At one point, the kids were like, let's take a picture and you can post it on your Facebook page or on your blog because this doesn't look like clutter-free or simple. I was like, I don't want a record of this at all in my life. I don't want a record of what is going on right now. So the thing is, their rooms never looked cluttered. Like I'm always saying, you know, we we try to live with less and we don't have a lot of toys and we we live clutter-free, but Their rooms actually really never looked too cluttered. Now, Steve would probably laugh if he heard this because he'd be like, oh, yes, you're always saying their rooms are a mess. I mean, yes, the typical, like, you know, maybe not making your beds. There's stuff here, whatever. But I wouldn't call it cluttered. Messy sometimes, absolutely. Cluttered, no. So it didn't seem like there was that much stuff. However, (laughs) when you empty the closets and you start to... Empty drawers and go under the bed, things you don't normally see. There was a lot of clutter. And what we found was so much of it was clothes, honestly, like that they never ever wear that were just like on shelves in the closet, you know, for someday or hand-me-downs or whatever it was. And so much of it was that kind of stuff. I mean, there was a lot of just kind of like those sentimental things kids hold on to, you know, like their little trinket from a family vacation. And a lot of things we found were like birthday gifts or Christmas gifts that were, you know, must-haves at one point or those kinds of things you feel you need to give just to stuff the stocking, just being honest here. You know, the stuff that you feel like is such a great idea and then it's just the novelty of it wears off pretty much 24 hours after Christmas. So as I sat in my room trapped at one point, yes, I was literally trapped in my own room because the mattresses were in the hallway and I couldn't get out of my room. (laughs) And at one point I laid on my bed and I go... I can't do this. I'm too overwhelmed. And my kids literally took over. They're like, mom, we've got this. We can do it. We know what we're doing. You just stay in your room. Don't be stressed. It's going to be okay. Once we get through it, it'll be fine. And I'm just like, oh my word. So I would go, when I wasn't trapped in my, my room, I would go out and help a little bit and then literally retreat back to my room. I couldn't handle it. The clutter was beyond crazy. I mean, because you have like beds torn apart. So there's mattresses all over. There's pieces of beds. Like the boys have bunk beds. So those had to come out. I mean, I I can't describe to you. It didn't seem feasible that that much stuff could be held in the rooms. Like it was just all over the place. And so the kids were right. We did get through it. (laughs) And it was so much better in the end. Grace has a most beautiful room now, just what she should have for being a young adult. And uh, especially if she's not going away to college next year and she's going to be home, she has an amazing space. I mean, it's amazing. She's got her bed. She's got enough room for a makeup table and a, and a, a craft table. Yeah, in her room. Because I'm telling you, it's a very large, large room. I don't know the dimensions, but it's large. Um, so she's got it made in there. And it's private. It's set back. And then the boys have their area, and the office, my son, who absolutely, he's 15, is so much his father. (laughs) He's the graphic designer. He he wants to do what Steve does, graphic design. He's extremely talented, extremely motivated, and teaches himself every day. He goes on tutorials on the computer to learn these uh, 3D animation programs. And so he really wanted that office space. So our big family computer that he always uses is now in that office space. And that's why I am in a new location recording this podcast. And I actually like this little office space. So it's not in my office anymore. He now has the big family computer in, in the kid's office. Um which I will say the computer is in a public place and they don't go on the internet on this computer at all. So nobody has to write me and tell me, no, don't put the computer in their room. There's no, uh, they don't, they know they're not allowed to go on the internet and especially in their rooms. But, um, so I'm recording this podcast. It's all new to me. I'm sitting at this this desk that is quite organized because my son is very organized and I'm sitting in this new place so it feels different but it's very cool. So anyway, what did I learn from this big decluttering process? Lots and lots of things and I keep thinking about it because I can't not think about it when I walk in my garage and I see, I don't want to count, but there has to be at least 20 garbage bags and not only that, in our den there are I don't know 10 or so boxes of homeschool stuff because see what happened was with this big decluttering in the room that was Grace's room turned now the boy's room there is also a full length of the room it's like this walk-in storage area that goes behind one wall so it's the full length of a large wall of the room um kind of a closet storage area with shelves And so when we moved in, that we dubbed, we called it the homeschool closet because I didn't have a homeschool room, nor did I really want one when we moved in. So we were like, we'll just keep all the school books in there and the supplies and it's all in one place. Well, you know what happened to the homeschool closet over the years? We just threw stuff in there, just threw books in there, put things in there. It was not organized anymore like it used to be. Um, It was basically just a catch-all for anything homeschool related. And so the day after the big room switch, I promised I would clean that room out because I knew there were books in there we were never, ever, ever going to use. And so I promised I would clean it out, and the boys can now. Ha- I mean, I'm telling you, the the storage room there is the size of a little bedroom. It's no, it's not that because it has a low ceiling, but it is very large. Like, can you imagine three boys? They could go in there and play, and it's just awesome. So. <clears throat> And I wanted them to be able to have that space as well. And, you know, it was wasted space, I realized. I had all this homeschool stuff that was in there that wasn't being used. And it really needed to be sorted through. So I went in there and I took care of that. So now we also have boxes and boxes. But anyone local, I put it on Facebook. I'm giving all that stuff away because I'm not going to even attempt to sell it and plus a lot of it was given to me or you know passed down to me or I got a used curriculum sale or something and I was just happy to be blessing other people with that stuff so if anyone's listening and they're local email me um get it before it's gone it's all free so I've got boxes and boxes and boxes of homeschool stuff now in my den so what did I learn from all this way too much but I did learn one major thing. And of course, I'm going to tie all these into spiritual lessons because you know me. We're going to bring it back to Jesus. Because I really do believe behind... Excuse me. A little frog in my throat. I really do believe that behind clutter, there are so many lessons to be learned, but there is also a part of that um, cluttering and decluttering has an attachment, like an emotional attachment. But I truly do believe that when we focus on Jesus, we look at clutter and we look at things and we look at material stuff in a different light. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But the first thing that I learned in this big decluttering process was, and this is also, this is a physical lesson and a spiritual lesson, but I realized that this is what happens when we get distracted. Now, what I mean by that is, I'm coming out of a very, very busy few months, busier than we've been in a long time, and we had the most um, trips this year for me to speak at homeschooling conventions than we ever had before, and it was a very busy few months. I think it was like every other week for six weeks we were somewhere, and then we had a little break, and then we went on two more trips, and it was a lot for our family. I don't usually do that many trips, and it was a blessing beyond blessing. Believe me, every trip was worth it and it was a good busy. So I'm not complaining about being busy, but, um, what happens is when you're busy like that and you're traveling and you're unpacking your suitcase and leaving it in your room just cause you're going to pack up and go again. And you know, when you're also busy in regular life, besides traveling, I was also, you know, getting towards the end of the school year is just plain busy. There's so many end of the year events and parties and, um, you know, different things like that. So it was such a busy few months. So what I realized was this is what happens when things go unchecked, right? What I thought was, oh, we're fine, we're not too cluttered in our home, we don't have that much stuff, or it's not too messy, was just getting, um, was just because I was distracted and it was going unchecked, because I hadn't really checked physically on a lot of these things, like closets and under beds and things like that. And this is what happens to us, though, spiritually, when we get distracted with life, And we let things go unchecked. Stuff piles up. Sometimes emotional stuff or spiritual stuff or whatever we're dealing with, right? It piles up when we leave it unchecked. And I told my kids when we did this whole thing the other day, I said, listen, I am so happy for you guys that you have these rooms because I go, it's like you started over. Everything's fresh and everything's clean. And everything's organized. And we've gotten rid of all the extras. Right now, it's like you moved out and you moved back in and you have nothing extra. You don't have any of that little stuff like those papers, you know, shoved under your bed or um, just extra stuff. We got rid of so much stuff. So I said, I need to come into your rooms weekly, if not daily. In the beginning, and this is on me too. This is a responsibility for me because it's way too easy for me to say that and not follow through. So I'm saying it here so that I have to be held accountable and follow through. Um, But it's way too easy to kind of stop checking and things start to pile up, and before you know it, there's a big mess. Even if no one sees that mess because it's hidden, it's there. And so I relate that a lot spiritually, and I was thinking about that today, like how that is so true of us. Just a little sin here, a little sin there, you know, bad habits here, not reading the Bible there, watching this show, doing something I'm not supposed to, whatever it is, and we let it go unchecked, and it piles up and piles up, and you know what? It catches up to us eventually, and eventually we do have to deal with it because we're left with all this yucky stuff. And whether it's mental clutter or physical clutter, this I think holds true. And so the other lesson in that as well is you can't really hide it because I was sort of, like I said, we were so busy. I wasn't really checking on their rooms and I wasn't really caring that much, I guess, because I was just distracted and it wasn't a priority. So it became unchecked. So again, when our soul isn't, priority and our Bible time isn't a priority and and we're not really checking ourselves and we're not keeping ourselves in line and having that daily check-in like I want to have with their rooms, right? That daily check-in with God. Um, Things build up and even though we think we hide it, even though my kids thought maybe it was hiding in the closets or under the beds or, you know, in a drawer, eventually The truth comes out to light. And when it comes out, it's so much messier than it would have been if we had just kept it in check and we didn't let it pile up, right? Isn't that what happens to us? We can drift away from God or drift towards sin, because anytime you drift away from God, you're automatically drifting towards sin. And you let it build up and you can put on a facade like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all good. Hey, I go to church on Sunday and I do the midweek service on Wednesday. And, you know, I'm raising my hands during worship and I'm saying all the right things. Posting those spiritual memes. (laughs) Right? But, hey, what's going on in your closet? What's going on in the drawers? What's going on under the bed? What kind of stuff are you pushing down and you don't want people to see? But it's there. Right, So it's such a picture of a spiritual issue as well, I think. And so I have implemented now, I said with my kids, this daily check. And I told them, until I can trust you to keep it this way, you're going to have to have me come in and just, you know once over on the closet, make sure the beds are made, make sure everything's away, make sure we're not letting clutter pile up again. So that was one of the big things we learned. And that is one of the things I'm going to be de- be doing is this um, daily check in. And then as I see that they're taking care of it, then, you know, I won't check in as much. But I think that's really important. Accountability is always important, whether it's, you know, our kids to us or us to others. It's always important. And the other thing I learned, another thing I learned was this is a process, right? Just because I said, I'm the Simply Living for Him lady, I can't have clutter. Well, I never claimed to have arrived or to be completely without clutter or not have issues, right? I do. You guys who've followed me for a long time, you know that this is a journey. I'm on this journey. You guys are somewhere on this journey. Maybe, maybe you don't, you're not on this journey. Maybe you, um, you know, don't have issues with clutter. Maybe you're just beginning this journey to purge of clutter, but wherever you're at for all of us, it's a process. And, I certainly haven't perfected it and as I sat there and said I can't have this happen in my house you know like I'm I'm simply living for him and my kids were saying you know but mom this is what happens and and it was true it's like so I did take a picture of the garbage bags later but I really couldn't I it wasn't that I didn't want to take a picture and post it because I was embarrassed of the mess I didn't want it documented I did not want it (laughs) because it was that bad but um, I did take a picture of the garbage bags later, and there's still more garbage bags since that, I must admit, since that picture was taken. But, um, you know, just because I write about this and this is the journey I'm on certainly doesn't mean I am perfect or I have figured it out or I have arrived. I will only arrive when I go through the pearly gates in heaven someday, right? So none of us have this perfected, and this is simply my journey, and I'm still figuring it out, right? So the next thing we learned, now this is a good one. We learned, and I say this all the time, but boy, were we like smacked in the face with it this time. We do not need most of the stuff that we have. I mean, I think we all know that deep down, even though we, you know, we say, oh, but we really need this, but... What I found was when we were, I mean, I'm the opposite of a hoarder, so I really don't save or hold on to a lot of things. I'm always big on throwing things out. Imagine I wasn't that way. I can't even imagine how many garbage bags I would have had on Monday. But, um, you know, I learned that we don't really need most of it because as we were going through stuff, I mean, even my kids were like, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. It's not worth holding on to. I don't need that, you know, little thing. But what we found was a lot of the stuff, like I said earlier in this episode, was like Christmas and birthday gifts. And I can remember being like, You know, oh, I have to get them these things or, oh, we should give them a little more extra, uh, you know, something. And see, we should go back to the mentality of years ago when we used to do the three gift rule. But even when we did the three gift rule when they were little for Christmas, I still felt like that was 12 gifts between the four of them. It always seemed like I was getting things just to get things. But I, I did realize that a lot of the stuff we threw out was like stuff from birthdays or Christmas or even things, you know, given to us along the way that was just at the time. It's like, oh, it's just you, you do it because it's Christmas and you have to get gifts or you do it because it's a birthday and they need a gift or whatever. And we especially try to be really practical about Christmas and birthdays and th- and things like that. So I can't even imagine people who shower their kids with gifts how, how much clutter there is. Cause like I said, we, we try to really keep a minimum to that. And I still felt like there were so many things, um, that were collected along the way. And what we decided in this whole process was we're taking a really big family trip in September, a family vacation. It's not a trip for me to go speaking or anything like that. So we have been traveling since March and it'll end in August. I have two more trips for speaking to go. And, um, in September, we're ending it with a big hurrah, and we're going on a big family vacation just for fun. And so we're really excited about that. Okay, so a door just blew open. See, I'm in this this new room, and it had this, uh, the wind blew, and the door just opened. I didn't even know what that was. So if you heard creaky door in the background, that's what it was. Um, so we are going on this big trip. And so in September, you know, we're going to spend a lot of money on a family vacation so I already said to my kids, you know, that's your Christmas present this year. Because number one, it's a lot of money. And number two, what else do you need? We just threw out 20 bags worth of stuff. I am not restocking your junk come December. So we were like, you know what, we'll do. And they were all for it because they were like, they even felt the um, the brunt of the junk, honestly. They felt like, bleh, that this is just so much stuff. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. So um For Christmas, we're talking about what we're going to do Christmas morning. Creaky door. Sorry, guys. I don't even know where it's coming from, but the wind is blowing and I hear a creaky door. Um, So we are going to talk about what we're going to do Christmas morning to sort of Break tradition of Christmas morning has to be about gifts and we're like we'll make a special breakfast which I know a lot of people do anyway but you know we'll have more time to really just sit and focus on like a special breakfast and I don't know we're we're trying to think of some like fun little activities or just traditions to like sit around in our pajamas maybe just like I don't know maybe we'll look at pictures from our family vacation I'm not sure hey if you have ideas um, message me or email me let me know but we're gonna do that so we're all kind of excited like It feels like Christmas morning is like, I'm like so excited because I'm thinking that's just like what it's all about. Just being together and, and there's no focus on gifts. Now, not to say we probably won't get everybody a little something or the kids might hand make gifts for each other because I do think I'm not saying gifts are bad. You don't have to email me either about that. I know gifts are fun and we like to give gifts and that's the Christmas spirit for some people. I get it. But for us, I'm just saying for us, for our family, this is what we have thought about for this year. So we're excited about that. So that's another thing that we learned. And um, I'm really excited about that. So the last thing was, well, actually, there's two more things. Lightening the load is so freeing. I'm telling you, lightening the load, even though the process was hard, of getting through it, because boy, was it hard. I was, I'm telling you, laying in the fetal position on my bed, and I'm like, I can't do this. Um, And I couldn't even imagine it ever ending. I was saying to Grace, it's going to be two weeks before we have this sorted out. This is going to take like two weeks. And she was like, Mom, we've got it. We can do it. And she was right by the end of the evening. It was mostly done. And now, as of today, it's basically all done. Um, So... (sighs) you know, it was just so freeing to get through, to get through that. But it's, Lightening the load is so freeing because I feel like, you know, this has spurred me on now to sort of declutter other parts of the house. So I've been moving into other rooms and things like that, which again I don't have that much clutter, I don't think, compared to most people. But of course it piles up. Like my office desk needs to be decluttered or that junk drawer in the kitchen, right? Things like that. Our basement also needs to be worked on. So and our garage. But right now our garage is filled with garbage bags, so um, but you know, It's just, it feels so good because I feel like, no, really, we are going to focus on what matters most and it's not this stuff. And I don't want to ever, ever, ever go through this again. I do not want to have to go through this again. And the amazing thing is, you guys know, you followed the blog. When we moved here, Three years ago, we came with just what fit in a U-Haul, a 26-foot U-Haul, because I said, we're going to start fresh in that new house, and I'm not junking up the house, and I'm not filling it up. But this is what happens. Like I, I'm like, I'm in shock. Now, if you came to my house, I promise you it doesn't look cluttered. I keep my counters clear. I do live clutter-free. We keep our you know, home with not a lot of decor and tchotchkes and things, right? So we do live clutter-free, but yet it's still built up. That's the astonishing thing. Like I was surprised with myself on Monday. I was like, this cannot be my house. So it it really does creep up. So um, it has been so freeing now to realize like it took us getting to this you know, horrible point to realize I'm not going back there. And so it is so freeing now to say I'm not bringing any more junk in and I'm going to be, you know, sure. I'm going to be messing up and slipping up because let's go back to that other point. I am not perfect and I don't have this all figured out. And quite honestly, sometimes a lot of the things we have are just simply gifts we've been given or things we've been given and they're special and somebody went out of their way to give them to me. So sometimes we have those kind of things as well. Um, one more thing that I learned was the process is hard and messy, but it is so worth it on the other side. So like I said, during it, I couldn't, I almost couldn't like bear it. And I know there's worse things in the world. Believe me, complaining about having too much stuff is like the worst first world problem there is. I totally get that. And I totally don't want to be like sounding shallow about all this, but, um, On the spiritual side, if you look at that, it's so true that getting through something that feels unbearably hard is so worth it on the other side. It's just my kids really, they taught me these lessons. They taught me, they were like, mom, we can do it. Like we just, we have to persevere. Don't give up because I was ready to give up. I was like, just put the rooms back. (laughs) So they really taught me that lesson. Um, They were so helpful and so motivated and that was really great to have them because it was like they were holding me up because I couldn't do it myself but um you know it was hard and it was messy but it was so worth it so worth it and anything in life is hard and can be messy spiritually and physically um but if we just keep our eyes on the prize and we just keep our eyes fixed on what's most important then that is all that matters and so being on the other side of it it feels good Going through it, not so much. But I wouldn't go back ever to where we were before. So those are the lessons I learned through our big decluttering saga this week. Um, Again, I I am all about keeping it real and transparent. I'm not gonna get on here and write about things and post pictures and pretend that I have it all together because sometimes I go through these kinds of things just like everybody else. As much as I wanna live clutter-free, as much as I try to keep it simple, this is what has happened. And you know, Um, even with like our homeschooling stuff, I'm getting rid of all that stuff because I really have learned. I mean, I wrote the book, Simply Homeschool. I talk about um, keeping it simple. I really have learned that keeping it simple is best. And so when I emptied out that homeschool closet, most of it was stuff I picked up at curriculum, you know, fairs, uh, used curriculum, um, things that were given to me, And, you know, things that you acquire along the way. And I talk about this in my Simply Homeschool sessions when I go to conventions. It's like, how much do we really need? And now that we're like past, you know, we're on the other side of like the early years of homeschooling because now I'm graduating one next year. Then I'll have two in high school and just one little guy to go. I have totally realized I know what we need for the rest of this journey. I know what we need for the rest of this homeschooling journey, and it's not over there in that homeschooling closet. And so I know I'm going to need certain books for high school. I I know for the little guy, I'm keeping it so simple with him, so simple. So I don't need all this stuff. I don't need it. It doesn't make me, it doesn't justify my homeschooling. It doesn't make me a better homeschooler because I have all this stuff actually, really, you know, so I am totally getting rid of everything but the basics and truly living out, you know, what I have often talked about. And honestly, I had no idea how much stuff had built up in that classic because I rarely go in there. We keep the books that we use downstairs in our little den area. And I had no idea what had accumulated up there. It was one of those like, oh, we just don't go in there because that's the messy closet. Well, I tackled it and it was worth getting through. But we are just going to keep it simple. So anyway, I hope this encouraged you guys. I hope if you're in a state where you're like, you know, I got to declutter. I got to purge. I want to encourage you to do it. I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the Lord. I want to encourage you to not let stuff define you. Don't let stuff weigh you down. Let Jesus free you. Life is lived without all this stuff to weigh us down. Life is so much better when we are focused on the things that matter most. None of this stuff we're going to take with us to heaven, right? The things that we're going to take with us someday are the relationships that we've built, the the service that we've done for the Lord. And so let's take our eyes off the physical and let's put our eyes on the things that really matter most and keep our... Um, gaze fixed on Jesus. So I hope that encourages you. I want to hear from you guys. Comment on the Facebook page. Comment um, wherever you're listening to this, on the blog post for this, um, on the webpage for this episode. Comment. Let me know. Did this encourage you? Are you going through the same type of thing? How do you deal with clutter? Have you conquered clutter once and for all? I want to hear from you, so let me know. I know this was a little bit longer episode than usual, but I just... I really wanted to share with you guys those things that I have learned this week um, through all this decluttering process. So I'm not perfect, but I'm on a journey. And I thank you so much for listening. Um, and be sure to go to the webpage, check out the uh, retreat page, simplelivingforhimcom retreats, because our registration is ending very, very soon in like one week for our retreat, which is coming up in three weeks. We're so very excited about that. So go over and check that out. And if you're planning on coming, you only have one week left to register. So until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.